Contrast uncut, yeah you know that's us Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us Where we motivate the people and the politic on success Oh no we ain't DJ Kelly, but they swear we the best Contrast uncut What's happening? It's Contrast Uncut. It's season three, episode 47. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, aka DJ Juan Dollars, like I won some money. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a mega talented special guest. She's from the Orange County, California, you know, Southern California, where it's always sunshine. She's an Alumni of the prestigious LMU, Loyola Marymount, and you know, she did graduate with honors. Uh, she started off uh, with Spanish television before transitioning to the American market. She's an actress, entrepreneur, writer, published model in some of the biggest print magazines there are, uh, broadcast journalist, producer of, on some pretty big major networks. She's a creator and host of Green Talk, Source TV podcast, and Get Cultured. As an entrepreneur, she started her own media and marketing company, YM Creative Groups. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's all good. We will have the pleasure of just chopping it up with her all episode. Yanitza Munoz is here for us today. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I see that you did some homework. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you on. Uh, how you been doing? What you been up to? Uh, gosh, I just finished a show. Actually, now I'm home. When you uh, when we started the interview earlier, I was driving, rushing home, but just working. Even though we're in a global pandemic, um, you know, I'm just always trying to, uh, to keep going. You know, so that my routine doesn't completely stop. But obviously, in the in the way where we follow CDC guidelines, so whenever we go to the studio, we always uh, have our face masks on. We have our hand sanitizers keep social distancing we clean the mics and everything because uh nbc radio is considered essential still and so i'm still working but at the same time you know adapting to the new changes that are going on um globally really you know when this whole pandemic hit we had to start thinking outside the box that we were going to be trapped inside the box and so you know it's it's dope to hear all the the necessary precautions but then we keep the the thing going you know the whole thing is to keep the motor going of everything that is essential, especially news, radio, and you know, entertainment. Entertainment is so just essential to everyone's life because it helps us get through all these crazy moments. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially uh, there's a the new norm that we've had even before the pandemic is just everybody having a podcast or streaming something, whether you're streaming yourself cooking on Instagram TV or you're dancing on TikTok, or you place your podcast on Facebook. There's so many like different ways of communicating now that happened before the pandemic, and now this pandemic happened. So now it's just like become a new way of socializing. And I, I think it, it has its pros and cons, obviously, because there's uh, crazy parts of it, and then there's good parts of it. But um, yeah, so I think 
with people now adapting with what's going on and staying active, entertainment does really help people kind of um, get away from the stress, right, of what they're seeing on the news of what's happening, especially now in California, since we have a, a second wave of the Locked. coronavirus. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully now we can um, slow it down a bit. We'll see. Yeah, no, we'll continue to strive for maneuvers to get through this. And, you know, as we maneuver, I got to maneuver into my quote. You know, I want you to pretty much weigh on it. Let me know how it relates to you. Or if it doesn't, just the idea is to talk about it. You ready? Sure. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Maya Angelou. Yeah, no, for sure. It's always about perspective, right? So, um, you know, everybody has a certain way of living. Bad things happen to people every day. It has happened to both of us. Uh, so it's always good to have a different perspective, for sure, of what happens to us. Because at the end of the day, life is a roller coaster. It's not perfect. <laughs> you know, I say this all the time. We can't be perfect people, but we could chase the perfection of our actions. And, you know, mm -hmm. we can keep on failing to get better, failing to succeed. And then once you grow, you really don't fall in that failure anymore unless you allow it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, it's always good to, for people to learn, too, because if they failed from something, maybe look at what happened and try to better yourself. If, it, if it's financially, if it's in a relationship, if it's uh, at the gym, kind of see what happened and try to, you know, that was super popular during the pandemic, uh, level up. So you just always have to level up. <laughs> Absolutely. So I got to ask you this question. I ask every guest, did the game choose you or did you choose the game? Oh, <laughs> um, I think I've, I've been the type of person where um, I like to choose my path. So um, I went into the career that I'm in now from choice and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So that was my choice. So yeah, I guess I chose it. <laughs> good, good. Now I want to go into your first big opportunity, the big confirmation that you know entertainment is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Would you consider it when you were in college and you were getting opportunities, or would you wait until you got out of college, graduated, and you know the other fruition of your labor has started to rise? Um, my perspective then was totally different how it was now. I was so young when I was in college that I was basically. Uh, I, I thought that auditioning and all that was like how things are done. But then as I, as I graduated and was in the workforce, I, I noticed it was better just, if I am going to do anything with entertainment, it's better just to open my own business and make money that way because you have more control and you can make more money uh, because people sometimes can limit you depending on what it is. But nevertheless, um, when I was in college, definitely a different perspective because when you're in college you you learn to work for other people and there's nothing wrong with that but you also have to remember that it's great discipline it teaches you how to um, level up as I said earlier in whatever career you choose to be in um, whether you're going to college for uh, if you get a like a political science degree in your undergrad maybe that means you want to go to law school later or in my situation, I got a degree in English and that's writing journalism because I really want to be in broadcasting. But then as I graduated, I realized, no, it's kind of cool for me to open up my own production company instead. So it all just depends on what your drive is and kind of figure that out as you get older. See, I got told no a whole bunch of times and it led to me to start my own show. 
And mm -hmm. so I feel like, is that one of the reasons why you pretty much started the vision for the marketing and media company, YM Creative Group? Um, it's not so much when people, I feel like you're going to get known anything in life. I definitely had my fair shares of no's and it just showed me how in life there's always uh, like a workforce and something and there's always me someone that tells you no, but if you really want something, it's better just to create it yourself. Uh, for a year situation, you people probably told you no for having your own show, but now we're in this, this era where the internet is your own show. You can create anything you'd like, and you can create a following. There will be people that want to follow you, people that relate to you. So it's good that you kept going. Um, and then at the end of the day, I mean, when it comes to making a living, it goes back to yourself as well on, on how you want to um, pursue making a living because you could, got, you could have gone to a job interview and they could have told you no, but you could have applied to seven other jobs and someone might have said yes, or if you want to start your own business, learn how to create one, learn how to register for your DBA, your LC, and do it the right way. So at the end of the day, you're going to hear no no matter what in life. Don't let it get to you. Just see it as another way to level up and maybe another way to create something better for yourself. Maybe it's good that, that, you know, for your situation, it's good that someone said no to you because now you're doing what you want to do. Usually people assume getting hired by a company or people always saying yes to you is amazing, but it could be um, not because you will never ever break that ceiling maybe and what you're, what you would really make you happy. Yes, and that ceiling is called a ceiling of complexity. You allow things to be so easy in your life that you know you don't realize when you're told no that it's room for growth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you're basically will be working for someone else, and that's fine too. Working, I mean, I've I've worked for other people too, but at the end of the day, it's you kind of see what you want to do. For instance, like uh, for modeling, for me, I love doing it, but sometimes as you get hired to be a model it can, some jobs can be cheesy and you're like, ah, I don't want to do that. So, uh, it just kind of makes you think like, okay, well, I don't want to keep saying yes to people. I'd rather just do things the way I want to do them. So, mm -hmm. so I feel like we're leading into my next question. I want to go into some of your highs and lows during the journey of success that you've been able to, you know, been able to hold. And, you know, of course, what you're willing to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I feel like a lot of people have their ups and downs. Uh, there are so many different quotes you can find online or people even just say them every day. You never want to judge anyone or assume things because everyone has a different story. You don't know what, what they've experienced in their life. You don't even know what happened to them the morning of. So I think everyone has their ups and downs. I definitely have my fair share, but at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge that's aging that's life that's adulting <laughs> and that you never want uh negative things that happen to you to become your future you just always have to acknowledge what happened and either not let it affect you or just move forward from it but hey it's easier said than done right but at the end of the day you just have to really like want to know do i really want this to affect me for the rest of the day or the rest of my life <laughs> but yeah I, I mean i've had my fair shares of ups and downs for sure everyone has mm -hmm. and i get a highlighted two highs sure um i mean opening my own business isn't easy i've had you know ups and downs uh, i've had a partner in the past that didn't work out which is fine uh 
we went our separate ways and then I, I started my own company. You lose money when you open companies. You have to kind of go into that and then you make money when you, when you open a successful company. Um, so you, with that being said, you really have to have thick skin as well. For anybody, the advice I give them when they open a business is really um, be prepared, have thick skin, and uh, you never, you know, let let things uh, stop your energy. Uh, do your your research, file everything correctly, and uh, yeah. So with that being said, I guess I mean there's I don't know I don't want to be too like uh, Oprah on here. <laughs> but yeah, my favorite, I suppose. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, you got you definitely have to have onion layered skin in this industry. And you have to have the whole perception that it's business and you have to keep on reminding yourself what your value is and keep on pushing that envelope and staying to the course of what your value is. Yeah, it most definitely. And I love to treat people with respect, no matter what kind of person it is, where they come from, what level of jobs they have. I don't care. I treat everyone equally. And that's always been my perspective in life and how I've treated people um, even today, like I, we, we had a crazy day on the show, Green Talk, but I treat everyone like, Hey, even though it's a crazy day, I respect everyone. I'm not going to yell at anyone. I respect everyone. Um, if I now with coronavirus, well, now that the restaurants have closed down again for indoor dining, but before they did, I would go to a restaurant. I would see some people getting cranky at the waiters. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to be that kind of person because they're already stressed right now with the I can only imagine their managers are probably extremely um pushy with with maybe how they're handling everything. They only allowed fifty percent capacity, and these people were just furloughed. Now they're working again, trying to pay their bills. So I'm not like ah, I'm not even gonna stress if my my food came in you know a little late, or if it took them a while to serve my table. Uh, so anyways, I saw a lot of people just kind of being. Uh, not polite to others. And I was like, yeah, you don't understand. Like, you don't want to be like that with others. But nevertheless, yeah, just treat everyone kindly. That's all I can say. So I do want to go into like a, a low, but I also want to see how you came out the low to see the high. And it's, uh, you know, what has been one of the biggest struggles to overcome of getting the idea off the ground into, you know, the light of audiences? Um, You know, I don't think... I've made it yet or anything like that. I'm still working. Uh, the lowest I've ever had, I mean, uh, I, I, I guess I don't want to talk about the whole, I don't want to get Oprah with you, but all I can, I'm sorry that I'm being so vague, by the way, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't think I've made it yet, but I'm working on it. And what I mean by made it, I don't, I'm not the type of person that cares about popularity or fame or anything like that. I think that's kind of narcissistic. My whole point is if I'm able to make enough money to support my family and create a legacy for my family and create a, you know, something for them when I die, they can have a, like a nice cushion for themselves. <laughs> and then maybe they can grow from there. So that's how I see myself every time I open a business. I want something to carry on to my future children. I don't have children right now, uh, but in, in the future. So that's my perspective of things of success and how to overcome them. But for anyone that needs advice, if you ever want to be successful, really make sure it's something that you're passionate about and make sure at the end that it's something that will uh, 
pay your bills. <laughs> so I just want to be honest with people with that. I know everyone's like, oh, follow your dreams, but also make sure it pays your bills because life is life, <laughs> right? That's life. So, value. Yeah. So create the value, of course. Don't do things for free. Um, if you are in the clothing industry, I see a lot of my friends who have clothing companies and they're giving away things for free on Instagram. And I understand you need to promote it, but be careful who you give your things away for free for because there's a lot of social media accounts that have fake followers. They buy their verifications. It's a, it's a pay to play thing. So if you're just going to give some girl free dresses or free clothing, uh, uh, free t-shirts right now, because of the pandemic, a lot of stores are giving away free like yoga pants and all that. Cause that's all what women are wearing now. Right. There's no one's going out. People are just wearing their Lululemons every day. So, they're losing money. So be careful who you give your clothes out to make sure it's a real social media influencer. And if it is, and they ask for money, make sure you have a contract when you pay them. So if they actually post, uh, but nevertheless, yeah, be smart and do your homework, do your research. Just like how you were doing your homework and research earlier when you did my intro, I was like, well, <laughs> it's, it's important. We're in a world where if you think it's scary to be outside, imagine coming to social media. Yeah. And you know, I was working for, uh, Spectrum News, which is actually local news uh, in the past, and that's actually a good news station. But I do know that media has changed so much now. Uh, when I was working in, in, as a broadcaster, it, was so, it used to be so strict. I'm sure local news might still be strict, but I don't know about national news anymore. Uh, you weren't allowed to say like certain things without certain proof. So if I say um, this cures that, sourced by blah 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 right and then that sourced by blah blah or even if a car this car drives with x amount of gas you can't say yes or no you have to source it now there's so many sponsors that pay for ads it's just the reality of it everybody has to make a living so now you get big stations of all of them i'm not talking about politics now they just say yes to everything for money and i understand people need to pay their bills and live and eat but it's gone out of control now to where nothing is like referenced or sourced. You get um, crazy articles just on your cell phone that pop up on Google that have fake information, social media, that's also one thing. People edit things. So I, I know right now everyone's glued to their phones. There's nothing to do. Or maybe their, their hours have been cut in half at work and now they're on their phone a lot. But be careful, you know, uh, it can be toxic being on your phone too many hours. Right. Uh, so I really, people want to look at the news, make sure it has references, yes. make sure that has links to those references and Google the editors. Cause sometimes the editors could be interns from colleges, no offense to the editors, but sometimes they're learning, right? So they probably don't know what they're doing. Everyone's cutting right now. They're cutting funding to these articles and stuff. So just don't always believe what you read, do your research. Don't be like, um, don't be a follower. Just kind of don't be like the sheep that follow the herd. Just kind of see what's up and ask questions and be smart. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got two more entertainment questions. Then we're going to transition to my three segments. And okay. out of all the hats and titles you have, which one's your favorite one to do? Uh, being a business owner is my favorite one. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. It's probably most rewarding because you have to overcome just to make everything happen. Yes, it is very rewarding and um, you build something for yourself more than that. Uh, modeling's great. I love it as, as, as much as I really do. I really do. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, 
you're still working for someone else and there's nothing wrong with that. I there's, that's great too, but I really like being a, a businesswoman. It makes me uh, feel uh, fulfilled. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. What would you be doing if you weren't in entertainment? Um, I would probably be a lawyer. I was considering going to law school. Um, I might still, I don't know. The thing is with being a lawyer, a lot of, there's like a hate and love relationship. <laughs> it's like, if I was to be a lawyer, I think I would be in patents. So I would like register people's like patents. I do not want to be in criminal justice. It's not my personality. I'm too soft for that. <laughs> um, I don't want to be in anything. I don't like going to the court system. I don't like suing people. I, I'm more into like weird. I know it sounds weird. I like paperwork. I like writing contracts. I like all of that. I, I don't have the suing personality, but I like getting paid to make contracts. I like getting paid to organize things, maybe organize someone's business, things like that. Organize their invention uh, for patents. And now with uh, today's era, everyone wants to be an inventor. There's so many cool ideas coming up. Um, people always need patents. People have ideas and this guy over here might have already had the idea. You have to make sure someone didn't already register it. Pretty complicating, but it's fun. No, oh, that sounds pretty thrilling because once you get through it and it's done, it's like, yes, on to the next. Yeah. So that, that's one thing. I was a paralegal for a little bit and I kind of already figured out if I were to pursue the career, what direction I would take. And that was that direction. Right on, right on. No, the, being an attorney, like just understanding how law works, no matter what facet it is, is definitely power. You know, mm -hmm. knowledge is power, but when you use that knowledge, it's a superpower. Yeah, that's true. And it's, uh, well, in California as well, um, you, and especially depending on what state you're in, but when it comes to patents, more like a federal thing. So it's pretty cool. You can jump from different states. Um, obviously, I would be licensed in California, but um, it is a different way of studying it, a different practice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I have my next three segments. Uh, my first segment is my awareness segment. And, you know, pretty much I want to get into police interaction. I want to know about the last time you were pulled over and, you know, what's some advice you can give to someone in the situation of being pulled over? Um, I can't remember. The last time I was pulled over, I think it was for a California role, which, um, are you <laughs> in California, right? Or are you? Yeah, I'm from LA. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, you know what that is, where you, like, don't stop completely. You kind of, like, mm, look both ways. Go. So, yeah, so I still got a ticket uh, for it. And because um, sometimes when you do a California role, the cop is like, hey, grow up. Don't do that. You're not a teenager anymore, right? But uh, the cop was like, okay, here's your ticket. I was like, damn it. <laughs> so I I'm pretty easygoing. I don't go looking for trouble, but uh, that was my running with the law. Um, I know it's kind of weird today with so much corruption that people have been uh, exposing now. But at the end of the day, I mean, there are good police officers too, just like how there's bad ones, there's good people, there's bad people. It's just the way of the world. Uh, it's just how the world is, right? There's good and bad people. And uh, they wear all types of uniforms, they wear all hats. They could be your teacher, they could be your doctor, they could be your lawyer, it doesn't matter, they're everywhere. But you, there's good and bad. So that was my running with the law. It wasn't anything too extravagant. <laughs> So, uh, just a couple of things you were doing while you were getting pulled over. You kept your hands on the steering wheel, windows down. I'm pretty sure you had the music off, like all these things to create a calm nature, right? Yes. 
yes, that is correct. See, my situation is just was very different. I mean, the only other time where I was really nervous, I don't get nervous with police officers or it doesn't matter to me because I know I didn't do anything wrong, but I do know that there's been racial issues with other people's situation. I'm Mexican and even though I look really pale, um, I'm Mexican, it's just what I am. You look at my ID, my name's Yanitza Arely Munoz. So it's just my name, everything, I'm, I'm proud of being Mexican, but uh, the officer who pulled me over was Mexican as well. So I, I don't think there was a racial thing there, but who knows, maybe somewhere else, someone might've made fun of me and been like, cause I've had people say, oh, what are you, Russian? I'm like, no, I'm not Russian or, and I'm like, well, why are you asking me what I am? It doesn't matter who cares what nationality I am, who cares, you know? But they just aim or they maybe think because the way you look is a little exotic, it doesn't matter. But that was my intrication. Um, the last time I could have remembered being nervous, I was really young, I was a teenager. But other than that, I've been, um, I just get cool and collective. If I'm not doing anything wrong, what's the big deal? And if they want to pressure me, then I'll say, okay, go ahead, but I'm still not doing anything wrong. I, you don't want, in general, in life, you can't let people instigate things. I think that happens anywhere in life. doesn't matter what, what situation. It could be a friend, be a coworker. It could be anyone that you could be at the supermarket. I see all these videos right now, people fighting each other. And yeah, if someone tries to instigate a situation, tries to push your buttons, don't let them. Um, because that's what they want. And then it could just escalate into more problems. No, you're giving such key jewels to situations of how to get out, how to maneuver, and, you know, feel good about yourself after you get out the situation. Yeah. And, and you know, like I said, and I always tell us a lot of people, there are people that get excited about instigating things. Sometimes that could be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a sibling, a coworker, like you just said, it doesn't matter. When you realize that's their personality or you get that vibe, from a stranger that that's what they want don't even give it to them because that's going to be like the best um way to break it because they're gonna be like later on they're gonna be like oh shoot i didn't get that reaction i wanted uh so that, that's kind of how i play things i mean so with that police situation that was mine i, I haven't had any altercations i've heard of altercations um from strangers but at the end of the day it, it is unfortunate and um Racism is, is one of those, those things that you think by now in 2020 would be gone, but it's still pretty big in the world, not just in the, in the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's something we have to face daily, whether it's social injustice or it's racism or it's just you're judged by, you know, your poverty or, you know, what class you are in society. It's just, you know, it's the walks of life we have to overcome and, and go through the obstacles. I have my next segment. It's called Trading Places. Uh, it makes you think a little bit. We take two iconic lives, we swap them, and we talk about it. And today for you, I have Selena trading places with Madonna. Question number one is, can you see Madonna trading places with Selena? Can you see Selena as Madonna? Um, not really. I mean, they're both singers and they're both iconic but at the end of the day culturally they're very different um madonna is also very rock selena is very uh latina with uh she did more songs like merengue well she didn't do merengue songs but she's a very pop but for Mex mexico she kind of reminded me of like 
So Selena, she's from Texas, born and raised in the United States, but crossed over to Latin America, kind of like uh, Jenny Rivera did. Jenny Rivera was from Long Beach, crossed over. Even though you can't compare Selena and Jenny Rivera, they're very different, their style of music, but um, I thought that they, that was interesting, just the concept of um, them being like American and then crossing over to the Latin market was pretty interesting. Uh, going back with Madonna, I just can't relate to that because Madonna only kind of um, stayed in the English market, even though she became globally known. She only sings in English. I want to say, I think there was song, she, one song with Maluma where she was singing in Spanish, which was kind of recent, right? Yes. Yeah, so that was pretty cool that she was crossing over, but she was already famous. I mean, she was famous all over the place because of MTV in the 80s. MTV was like uh, the Instagram of the 80s, right? <laughs> so different. You know, something I do want to parallel is I feel like if Selena was given the chance to stay on this earth, she would have been able to reach the same level that Madonna reached in her career. And then I wonder if we would have hampered Madonna's career in that same situation, that she would be globally known in the same passion as Selena was. Yeah, for sure. I think if Selena was still alive, she would be like J-Lo. I don't think she'd be like Madonna. I think she'd be like a, mm -hmm. uh, a Sofia Vergara or J-Lo. Um, but J-Lo and Sofia Vergara and all those, I mean, they would still be here too, but she would still be in that position of, um, of respect in the Latin community, in the arts. And yeah, I, I think uh, it'd be really cool if she still was around. Um, God works in mysterious ways. You know, she left this earth so young, but her legacy definitely is still here. I mean, it, it's so interesting how uh, you they still play her on Kiss FM. They still play her on so many other stations and everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. Her legacy definitely continues. Can you imagine one thing that'd be different if they traded places? They traded places, what would be different? Um, One thing. Um, their dance moves, <laughs> you know? Fair One enough, it, The other one's like Madonna, she's more rock. She like lays on the floor and like. <laughs> Fair enough, you're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, uh, I got my impulse Q&A, it's my next segment. We're, we're, we're cruising through high altitude and you know, uh, impulse Q and A works like this. I ask you three questions or possibly four or five. The idea is you got to answer three. If you answer the first three, the other ones don't exist. And they're like, from a fan perspective, it's just impulse Q and A it gets a little interesting. And are you ready? Uh, sure. <laughs> that was a nervous sure. But uh, you know. All right, my dog, hold on, let me just get my dog. Oh, no worries. He was, uh, he was, uh, like crawling on my, um, ah, on my chair, making noises. Ah, okay. <laughs> all good, all good. What up? <laughs> all right, go ahead. Now he calmed down now. He was just. He needed attention. Yeah, he was like crawling. I was like on this chair that keeps moving. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Kev, make sure you cut this out. I'm talking to my producer. Okay. Question number one, what is something you hate, but you wish you loved? Social media. <laughs> mm. I don't hate social media. That's a bad one. I love social media. I just think 
Um, I actually do know it's about her. I love social media because I post on it. I just think there's so much hate now on social media that it gives people anxiety. And there's so much like um, people bullying each other. There's so much negativity that I wish didn't exist. And uh, there's racism now. There's like trolling. <laughs> there's so much going on social media that is, uh, it's, I mean, it's been going on in magazines and Cosmo, all that back in the 90s and early 2000s. I'm not saying that culture's never been there where people would, um, you know, stare at pictures all day and read things. But now that it's so convenient and it changes on your phone, I think people are like zombies now. So, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I just don't like how I'm stuck on my phone by, like I say it's by accident because I try not to do this. You get stuck on your phone and by being stuck on your phone, you're like, oh my God, really? I did nothing for two hours but play on my phone. So as I just got a call right now. <laughs> so it's good just to be smart with your time. So I don't hate social media. I think it's a great marketing tool. You definitely can connect with family, friends, loved ones. You can share your business, your ideas, post some beautiful photos of yourself. But at the end of the day, you know, manage your time wisely. Yes, yes. Manage your time wisely, yeah. Question number two. What is one thing you get wrong every time you do it? Um, hmm. I don't know about that. One thing I get wrong i have to think about that one you could pass but i'll tell you mine i can't rollerblade for nothing so every okay. time i try it i eat the dust and yeah wants me to rollerblade and she don't know i got fears <laughs> um i would say that as well i'm bad at, i realize during quarantine i'm really bad at cutting my boyfriend's hair i try to give him a buzz because all the hair salons at the time were closed and he, I really messed up his hair. Poor guy. So he had to wear a hat uh, to work. He saw he was still working, and so he was like, "Why?" <laughs> and he works in like an, a professional office setting, so he had like a suit and a hat. <laughs> I, I did a bad job, so I, I don't think I'm a good hairstylist. Well, in all credit, you try to save him a hundred to two hundred dollar haircut, so you you had the right idea. Yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> Question number three. If you could speak to anyone in a meeting to pick their brain, who would you pick and what would you discuss? Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. What would, you to him about? what? what would you speak to him about? Um, I would speak to him about his ideas with SpaceX and Tesla. Tesla stock's doing so well and the whole changing like um, how we see driving, so who knows, we might have like driveless cars. He's changing a lot of like the workforce, how we see money. I mean, he created PayPal, which also owns Venmo. So he's definitely an innovator. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I think he, he's really interesting, especially because he's like a little Martian in his head. I think he'd be really cool to talk to. <laughs> No, that's dope. That's that's dope. I, you just put me on something. I did not know he invented PayPal. So that's incredibly dope. Yeah, he invented PayPal. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you have survived my awareness segment. You have survived my training places segment and even my impulse Q&A. Now, as a reward, let's promote. Let's talk about what you're excited for coming up, projects. Uh, I know you're constantly working on stuff daily, NBC Talk Radio. You're just working, working. So let's talk about it. 
Um, yeah, so I guess all I could say is, you know, during this pandemic, everyone just uh, keep doing what you can to stay mentally healthy. Don't be on social media too long. Uh, read. I think a lot of people need are forgetting how to spell nowadays. Read, read, read. Learn something new. Uh, call loved one. Hang out with your family, your loved ones. Um, when it comes to making money, make sure that you do your resources. You register everything and um, always level up in everything that you put your mind to. Don't mm. feel a no. And don't get too excited if you get a yes. Uh, just always uh, have to just always level up. Um, always think ahead, always plan ahead. And that's my little advice for people. And that this is the advice I have every day. Like I just had two shows today and everything as well. So been working, working, but thank you so much, by the way, for this interview. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I want to shout out Barbara Sanchez and, you know, I appreciate her. She's, she's been intricate. Her and Patty Torres. I love them. They've been definitely helping me behind the scenes and, you know, if you notice my show, it's a little different. It's a little unique. I do segments because they say we have to do segments, but uh, I try to end the show on that same energy. And so, I, you know, my viewers knows it's coming. I'm going to ask you, you have any questions for me? Yes, this, this is going to air on Bobby D Productions or? No, Bobby D Presents It. And so does uh, Army. It will air on YouTube and iHeartRadio, all the Spotify, I mean, all the uh, podcast distribution. It's Contrast Uncut. It's season three, episode 47. Big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope stuff like interview Yanitza Munoz and talk about her incredible journey to success and how she still strives and remains humble and hungry for it no matter what. Thank you for coming on. It's been an honor and a pleasure just having your time on here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and uh, stay safe during these crazy times. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Nitsa Munoz. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And thank you, Bobby D Productions and Snoop Tharmi. And again, thank you for this time. What you want? Can I kick it when I'm rhyming? Be a legend through Ebonics. Was a sticker boy. Felt like sticky fingers played at Onyx. Can I live track eight? Felt like Jigga 96. Without a reasonable doubt, the album turned me into this. Should we always had dreams of being money making mish without jewelry on? Hit the jail phone. Take a flick. Feel like pop and keep your head up. Biggie shooting juice. The coach is still alive. Just let me prove. King, nigga. Right there, there you go. Another episode of Contrast Uncut. Make sure if you enjoyed it, you leave a comment below. You hit some like buttons. You hit some uh, subscribe. You go ahead and hit share if you want to. Say something nice or say something you don't want to say at all. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Comment below. Peace.